Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. Um, I am kicks-less today. Uh, she's bowing out this week, but I'm here. And uh, we have an exciting Bravo episode this week. A lot to touch on. And uh, before we bring in our super exciting guest this week, I just want to take another moment to show some support to our amazing listeners who leave reviews. If you want your review read on the podcast, go to Apple Music. I mean, sorry, not Apple Music. I would love to be on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, excuse me, and rate us five stars. Write a comment. It will get read on the show. And uh, you'll be so famous because you'll know that your comment was read here on the chart-topping Canadian podcast, (laughs) Dumpster Dive. Um, So this review uh, comes a little close to home, but I think that everyone will enjoy it. Um, The reviewer's name is T.W. Ham. I'll let your mind go wild with who that might be. (laughs) T.W. Ham says... I have no idea about the subject matter, but I love the personalities of Tom and Kicks. I know and love the guests as well. Dot, dot, dot. I am a better person for listening. Well, I'll let your mind figure out who that may be, T.W. Ham. But um, thank you, T.W. Ham, for all of your continued support. (laughs) Before we get into our Bravo app, we're going to take a quick little break. And after that break, we are going to be joined by hilarious writer Brian Moylan. You can follow him at Brian J. Moylan on Instagram. Uh, He has a new book coming out this year, uh, The Housewives, the real story behind The Real Housewives. And uh, we'll have him here in one second. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone. We are back uh, with Brian Moylan. Once again, you can follow him at Brian J. Moylan on Instagram. Uh, He is a hilarious writer for Vulture. Uh, He is covering Summer House right now, Drag Race UK, and uh, New Jersey Housewives, which just started this week. And uh, also, please pre-order his book. It's called The Housewives, The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives. And uh, that release date is on May 25th. Everywhere books are sold. Buy small businesses if you can, but also if not, Amazon works too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brian, what's up? Hi, how are you? Hi, good. It's a pleasure to be here. I know. It's so nice meeting you. I, I've been a fan of you from afar, and it's so nice to see you on Zoom call officially. Oh, my thanks. I never, like, unlike most people, I never have to zo- do Zoom calls. So this is like almost a treat. Oh, yeah. That you get to interact with someone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, look at how <laughs> cute I look. You do look good. And you're in uh, the UK, right? Thanks. Yeah, I live in London with my husband. We've been here like uh, two and a half years. Awesome. But like the last year, we could have been anywhere. <laughs> I know. Oh my because God. we've just been like shut up in our apartment. But um, yeah. Great. I, you know, I've always, I've never been to the UK. I've always wanted to go. And like, really? I think I would, I think I would thrive there, but um, I just never had the opportunity to. And now it's, I can't. So. It, yeah, it's like, you think it's a lot closer to America than it is because I think it's like we speak the same language and right. we, you know, kind of consume the same culture. We think that it's like very similar, but I have never felt more American in my life than um, when I came here. So, What's <laughs> and like, yeah, it, what it, was like the biggest like culture shock when you got there that you're like, oh, wait, I can't do this or, or that or, you know? Um, well, the food is awful. which sucks and weird and um also i think being a 
New Yorker for a long time, like just like very aggressive and like uh, kind of forward and they don't deal with that well here. They're very like reserved and kind of passive aggressive and right. they don't, don't speak. deal well with like direct conflict. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. We'll see. I'm from, I based in New York, but I, I'm from Dallas. And so, but Texas, like the South is like very similar in that way where like, instead of like facing conflict head on, they'll just like smile through and say, I always say like, bless your heart is like the Dallas fuck you. <laughs> totally. But they won't even do that. They just, are, they just go like, sorry, 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 sorry. And yeah. like, then they go and like talk about how awful you are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like similar, but also different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Anyway. Wait, so tell yeah. us about the book. Um, so the book is about uh, the history behind the scenes and cultural impact of the real Housewives franchise. So um, yeah, so I talk about how it got started and how it got developed and um, you know how all the episodes get made and all the people involved in it and Bravo and Andy Cohen and blah, 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 all that stuff. But then also talking a lot to you know fans and podcasters and people who make crafts on Etsy and kind of things like that about like, how they started doing that, why we like the show, what it means to us. Um, you know, I talk about like all the crazy Facebook groups out there and like the crazy sure. fights people get in on those. And so it's kind of like a 365 look at housewifery. Yeah, and the impact that they've had on our lives. Yeah, and, and you know, like how, yeah, and the impact on reality television and how we kind of got there. Stuff like that so um yeah i'm really excited for everybody to read it i hope they like it there is you know some good gossip in there and i think like what i really wanted to do was answer all the questions that fans have or answer all the questions that like i had and so that we don't have to like think about them again so um hopefully that will uh work for it will answer everyone's questions sure wait so i have a couple questions so one do we get okay. any information from producers oh yes i talked to a bunch of producers uh most of them wouldn't talk uh you know for attribution but yeah right. i talked to several producers across a bunch of different shows editors camera people uh story editors you know uh, PAs, oh, all of the I, casting directors, yeah. housewives, Bravo executives, you know, so. That's exciting. Yeah, so I, so yes, I think you'll get all the good stuff. And, it, you know, there's stuff in there, things that producers have said, um, you know, like publicly that like Bravo approved of, that kind of stuff is in there. But this is like people who are talking and knowing Bravo isn't listening. So it's like right. you're getting the real skinny that they might be afraid oh, to say Oh, I just got chills. Otherwise. I'm so excited. I mean, the producers <laughs> really, like, I feel like if anyone has the tea, it's them, you know? Like, like because in, in the end, like, the housewives, when, like, they have an agenda when they're doing interviews. You know, they want to come across, yes. right? They, they want to come across in the best way possible, even if they're not on the show anymore. And or they want to come for the person that got them off the show or, you know, but with the producer, yes. they don't really have any skin in the fight. They're just like, well, this is, this is what happened. Well, and I found that I've probably talked to about a dozen housewives, both on and off the record. And, um, 
I found that the producers and editors and things like that have a lot more insight in it because they're involved in more of the process and they're kind of from the outside looking in and they know how it's made. Whereas exactly like you said, the housewives have an ax to grind or they right. um, are very rooted in their own perspective or they're just like so in the actual filming of it that they don't really see it from like outside. So, you know, I got some great stories and great, great quotes from housewives. And like, I was really interested in, you know, like how it feels to be a housewife. Like, how does it feel to be on the show and be attacked? Like, how did it feel for Carrie Duber to have to deal with the fact that everyone thinks her husband sucked dick at the roundup? Um, and so, you know, she like talks about that and, you know, and, and yeah. so I think they were really insightful about that and like getting fired and how it feels after they left the show and things like that. But the actual making of the show and how it gets pieced together and the sort of way that people can and can't be manipulated, you're really, yeah, going to learn from the producers wow. and editors. I'm excited. And May, May yeah. 25th. I'm so excited soon. for everyone to read it. Yeah. I, What'd I, you say? I, I said May twenty fifth. It's so soon. I know. I've been well. I've been working on it for like two years, so it feels like forever. Yeah. I have a shocking number of dreams about the Real Housewives. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. <laughs> Just from like writing about them, thinking about them, right. you know, all the time. Well, wait. So before we get to all of our little segments and Bravo stuff, uh, we don't talk Drag Race on here because, like, I never like to qualify Drag Race as like. Yeah, the podcast is called Dumpster Dive. We're, we're diving into trash. And I, my sister loves Drag Race too. And she's like, why don't we cover that? I'm like, I don't want to label drag queens in the trash pile because they're creatives. <laughs> like it's reality television, right. but they're creatives. Like that's, it's well, something different. Yeah. And, and Drag Race is often a lot more uplifting right. than the housewives ever are. Completely. So, and yeah. I am just, I loved UK season one and season two is even better. I mean, I'm just having the best time. Yeah, no, it's been really been great. And they've really stepped their game up, I think, in terms of the look and et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I've really been loving it. I think more than American Drag Race this season. Yeah, maybe? I agree. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I feel and like it's that's weird. The general too. consensus. I don't think that you're the only one, to, we're the only people to think that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And yeah, they found some really great queens, and it's really fun. And it's fun because I went, so when the first season was on, you know, people in the UK, the gays here are really into drag race, but we get it on Saturday mornings on Netflix. So it's, you don't have that like communal experience like you have in America where you can go to the gay bar, you can watch it with your friends or whatever. And so I went to the premiere of Drag Race UK at a gay bar in East London called The Glory, which is great. And it was like, people were so excited. And it, like, just that feeling was so great. So I can't wait till we can get like back to bars and like with our people and like see the Queen's tour and- yeah i know Aww. i just miss i'm oh god gay bars is like i would give up i would give up going out to eat if i just go to some gay bars like if i had to pick between <laughs> the two in the post-pandemic world like i never go out to eat <laughs> but i miss like being around gays watch like watching what's better than like watching a lip sync for your life and just like hearing like the gasps in the room and the like screaming yes. and oh god it's the best it really is yeah absolutely the best oh, um, I wait who wait. I know I can't. Um, who are you loving on UK? Like what what queens? I'm a big Tia Coffee fan because I think she's funny and great, but her looks are fucking awful. 
and I'm a big Lawrence Cheney fan, but that feels a little bit too easy. Yeah, I know. Like, of yeah, course, I, I, yeah. like he's great. And <laughs> right. yeah. Um, so I think those are probably my two favorites. I always like the funny queens. I always like the weirdo queens like Bimini, like oh, okay. or Utica. Like I'm like fans of those like crystal method types. Bimini um, is my favorite. I just love that she's just like she's like my aesthetic. I'm just like I'm slut. <laughs> yes, yeah. she's like, exactly. like I'm trash. Like, what's your like vibe? She's like slag. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. Yeah, but I mean, there's not a bad queen left. No, which I think you know, and, and like la like the first season of Drag Race UK, it was like okay, half of I know which half of you are going first because you suck. Right, and so like this season, I mean, it's really been quite good through and through. I mean. I feel like Sister Sisters new teeth must be haunted by the ghost <laughs> of Fifi O'Hara because she came back so mean and so, so awful and you like You're absolutely right. It's like a full on like poltergeist situation. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, I used to kind of think you were cool and now I hate you." Um, I also live for Ginny Lemon. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but all she does on Twitter is like read RuPaul and it's hilarious. Oh, she's, she's great. I love her. Um, yeah. No, but if you're not watching UK, watch it. It's, it's, it's really, really high quality reality. Um, wait, so before we get into covering Bravo stuff, we ask all of our guests, we'd like just like kind of like to get to know everyone. Um, what reality television made you a dumpster diva? <laughs> so like what, <laughs> when was, when was reality like really, when, when did you realize that reality was for you and all that stuff? I am going to tell you, I am old enough that I was into reality from the start. We're talking like 1991 real world season one. Yeah. You know, I was just, I remember there was, like I got entertainment weekly, like maybe from the start. Cause I was just this weird kid who liked to sit inside and watch television. I was an indoor kid. And, um, and so I remember like there was a cover of entertainment weekly with the real world, and, like reading the story about it and being like, Oh, I need to watch the show and just watching it and being like, Holy shit. I fucking love this. And like that. And then road rules, like all that back in the day. And yeah. then, so I was a big fan of reality from the get-go when I was young. And then when I remember uh, Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire? Yeah, Are you it was old like, enough to yeah, remember this? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 30. So like, I remember, I like, who, who, who oh, baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> no, 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 um, that, I, that was like my first like thought of like dating reality. Like my first like acknowledgement that there were dating reality shows. Cause I think that was before like Flavor of Love too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this was like, it was, I think it was right before Survivor. So it was like, right. It was, and Fox was doing all this really weird fucked up reality shit. Like when animals attack. The swan. And, uh, <laughs> no, the swan was after that. Well, because it's like everything happened. I talk about this a lot in the book about kind of the history of reality television and how it like shaped the housewives. And, um, and, you know, 2000 is when Survivor was on, and that's kind of like the watershed when you start to get all of those, the swans and the, right. you know, the show stuff. And Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire was like right before that. And I was like, this is so trashy. I fucking love it. I am like here for all of it. I'm going to watch every second of it. Yeah. And then Survivor hit, and I was just like, I'm all in to all of this. Oh, were you a Survivor and, person? Oh, I'm totally a Survivor oh, person. Great. I still watch it. Same, I same. love it. 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm I'm all in on Survivor. I know it can never Survivor too. Like we have like a a podcast that we're like friendly with that they cover um, competition reality. It's called Escaping Reality, and my sister was like, I'm so jealous they get to cover Survivor. Like, we have to cover that when it comes on. I'm like, once again, that's not trash to me. Like, I, I don't think that there's like, <laughs> like, that's not low enough to like talk about to me, you know? Well, and it's also like, I feel like with Housewives fandom, there are certain overlapping fandom, like lots of Housewives fans are Bachelor fans. Lots of Housewives fans are 90 Day Fiance fans or like Selling Sunset or, right. you know what I mean? It's like, either of these shows as like, oh, okay, the Housewives fans are going to be into all this stuff. But Survivor is one of those ones where, of course, there's some overlap, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of overlap. No, not a lot. No. Yeah. But um, I love Survivor. It's still one of my favorite shows. I subscribe to CBS All Access just so I can steal Survivor from <laughs> the right. UK. It never like came here. And so they oh, don't like get Survivor. Yeah, but, um, and they're over Big Brother. They don't do Big Brother anymore. But I also love Big Brother. Same. I mean, I watch so much reality television and I pretend like it's research for work. <laughs> <laughs> you can write it off. Can you write off CBS yeah. All Access? <laughs> I write off all of that 100%. So in the UK, we have this subscription service called hey you h-a-y-u and do you know of this yeah 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 and uh yeah it's like netflix for shitty reality tv shows and it's like right that's how you get all the bravo stuff right well you you probably get screeners for some things but i get screeners for the things i recap and then i everything else is on hey you and they have the bachelor now and uh a bunch of other stuff so it's like the best four pounds i spend every month oh four pounds I love the sound I of know. That. <laughs> I know. It's like seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds cheaper. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick little break, and then we will come back and chat all things Bravo uh, once again with Brian Moylan uh, in one second. Okay, and we're back. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hi. Um, wait. So let's just talk before we cover everything. What order should we should we chat about stuff? We have Atlanta, we have Jersey, and I also we have Salt Lake City. We do need to chat about a little bit too. But I'm I'm here for you. You tell me what order, and I'm. I feel I like Jersey ready. has the meat, so we'll leave that towards the the end. You know. Well, l- let's let's start with Salt Lake City and just kind of talk generally about your thoughts on the season, like just overall, because it's coming to a wrap. Um, yeah, I think the season was very good to start with. Um, and I'm curious what they're going to do about the stat, about the cast for season two. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I wonder if like most homosexuals, how do you feel about Brooks Marks? I'm not gay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Girl. <laughs> I'm kidding. Who are you uh, trying to fool? <laughs> no, he, Brooks is, um, bro, I can't. I can't do it. I, I've said enough bad things about him on this podcast. No, I just, I I got so turned off by him. And the listeners are going to like fast forward because I've said this 10,000 times. But when he just like was coming for Jen's body, like that he'd never seen a woman's body before, like and made it such a disgust. It was just such a, it's such a oh. retro gay look, like opinion about yes. women. And it's like, grow the fuck up. You're also, you're 21 years old. Like you're not like, We'll get to Gia, <laughs> but like, you're not like right. a kid that grew up on the show. Like 
You're 21 years old. You have a confessional. Sorry, Meredith. I think it's probably free game that we talk some shit about your son. And also, so this is my problem with Brooks is that he has no sense of humor. No, none. Like none. None. You know, I, and that is... Well, I thought he did for a second. I, can't stand about people. I thought he did in the first episode when he... I thought that line was so funny when he was like, I want to sit in silence. You know, like when they're in the car and they're like, what music do you want to listen to? And he's like, nothing. I like silence. It was something like that. And I genuinely laughed. I was like, oh, maybe he's like has a dry sense of humor. And I like, because I liked him in the after the first episode. And then it turns out, no, no. he's just an idiot. No. <laughs> Alleg- like, allegedly. Brooks, go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say that because that is probably factually provable. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I loved when Jen was like, bitch, that is a one sweatsuit with his name on it. It's true. Jen, the thing is, Jen's not saying things that are like absurd. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't stand that Brooks Marks. But um, yeah, I'm I, so I think I'm curious. I also can't stand Jen Shaw. Like I just find her, to, Jen Shaw no. thinks that she's, she's the fan favorite and she's not like she thought she was going to be a huge star and yeah there's so there's something that's weird about salt lake in that like where are they dressing to go like where what are they wearing these outfits to it's like you live in salt lake you're going to a party at a restaurant in a strip mall like i know i you know like yeah like jen shaw is dressed to like go to fashion week and whitney is dressed like she should be right and i think because in the beginning of it i was like have you ever, I've never been to Salt Lake City before. And I, I felt like watching it. I was like, I was like, oh my God, this feels like un-American almost. Like it just was like so far, fe- like it didn't feel like it was somewhere in this country at first. Cause it was so <laughs> yeah. glam. And so the, everything's felt so different, but as the season progressed, it's like, no, we're just at strip malls now. Like in the beginning, like they were like on mountains yes. and like going out to these, like walking through the snow and heels. And then by the end we had the finale literally took place at a strip mall. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was even tackier than that place in the back of a strip mall where Karen Ugra had her wig launch. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same the same uh, strip mall just on like a Bravo set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like most people have like a main street. Bravo just has like a, <laughs> yeah. a strip mall. Um, my husband worked for Sundance Channel for many years, and I covered Sundance for different outlets for a few years. So that's so I've been to Park City, which is like right next to Salt Lake, right. and you know whatever. And we always joke that like uh, Lisa is always like, "I'm the queen of Sundance. I'm the queen of Sundance." And my husband is like, "I went to Sundance for 25 years. I have never heard of this woman." Okay, and well, that's good it's to like, know because yeah, Katie Maloney like, said exactly. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like. No, nobody knows who you are, your weird trashy brand is or anything. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I think that they brought it. Um, I think that for next season, you need to get Mary Cosby in full time. You need to force them to go on a trip with her. You need to get her in there. And I think it's going to be interesting because I think what a lot of the fights at the reunion and a lot of the fights next season are about is that Jen thought she was going to be a fan favorite and she's not, it's Heather and she's mad at Heather. So she's going to make up some fake reason why she's mad at Heather, but she's really mad at Heather because Rihanna likes Heather and Rihanna doesn't like Jen Shaw. 
Oh, when and... when when Heather when that came up at the reunion, like Andy loved he knew what he was doing. When he brought it up at the reunion, you could see both Lisa and Jen's gears just like clang clang in their brain, like cannot commute. Like they literally were like ah! so mad because yeah. I think the two of them both of them thought that they were the LVPs of the group, you know? And I think Lisa thought she was going to be real cute. Like, I'm so busy. I don't even answer the phone when my kids call during Sundance. And everyone's like, you're a bad mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, she thought she was going to come off one way. And she came across a totally opposite way. And, you know, that's what happens when you're being inauthentic. Like, I think Lisa is somewhat. Yeah. I Well, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the second part of the reunion, though, because there are some pretty wild things that happened with both Lisa and Mary. Um, remind me. So Mary, Mary gets very emotional about her, um, her relationship with, uh, grandpa and Andy's like going in, not going in on her, but just asking her the questions we all want to know. And yeah. it sounded very like, it, it, it's not, I, I kind of understood it a little bit. Like it didn't sound as creepy when she was explaining it. It literally is an arranged marriage essentially, you know, yes. but what she got so emotional about was how she, she was like, he takes care of me. And, and then on top of that, she goes, all of the nice things I have, like he buys for me. And it was, and, but she was saying this through tears and it's like, Oh, like you love like that room she lives in, like those clothes, like that's her, that's the love of her life. Like those Chanel bags and yeah. the designer yes. clothes. Like the reason she just lays in there all day is because like, that's her, that's her love life. It's just like putting on those clothes. <laughs> Seriously. And they don't, and she like confirms that they don't sleep in the same room, bedroom. And right. it, I don't yeah. know. It's, that was just really interesting to me because she just like the way she got so emotional about her belongings, it was like, you are so lonely. Like you, th this is all yes. you have. It's like when she bought those Louis Vuitton earbuds for everybody who came to right. her lunch, it's like, oh, this is your love language. Yeah. Like your love language is expensive things. Okay, and got it. I would like her to give me a pair too, so. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, like sure, but <laughs> they didn't seem like especially nice. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, well, and I was also curious about how they were like, oh, what do the people from the church think about seeing all this stuff in your house? And it's like, didn't they already know? Like, don't they already see her with the purses and the houses and whatever? Well, she was saying that they, she was like, there's no way that the, the, the congregation p could pay for a portion of my life, was what she was saying in the reunion. She was like, it, it, there's just no way that they, like, pay for this. So, like, they were like, she was like, there's just, like we have to botch that rumor because my life is so much more expensive than anything they could afford is essentially what she said. <laughs> but she also Which revealed... Which, I mean, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. But... I mean, it's bad, but amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, but she also revealed that not only does Charlinda, her second cousin, clean her house, but so does her great aunt. Her grandmother's sister is also there. She just wasn't... She just wasn't captured on camera, but she's there as well. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like it's morally reprehensible that we have this maybe cult leader on reality television. Sure. But I am also fascinated by the fact that we have a cult leader on reality television. I know. And so I can't decide like on what side of the divide I fall on about. No, that. I completely agree. I've been binge. I've been on like a cult binge lately. I just binged the Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO Max. 
Um, okay. And I just pictured Mary the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I could see her like getting a group of people together, you know, to put a pact in to say that they're going to go visit the aliens in outer space. That would like Heaven's Gate. They think that when they die, they turn into aliens and go into a spaceship and leave this i mean world not to be shady but that's basically what mormons believe too <laughs> i know thank you i know i know it's like and, they believe that you die and you get your own planet yeah with your family yeah and there's so. different layers of heaven and yeah that's something i that's something i think i thought we'd get more into was like the ins and outs of mormonism and sometimes the darkness behind it like Heather went yeah. into it a little bit, but Lisa is just so, she's like, I'm Mormon. And it's like, what? Like you, you don't. But like... I think she, she's really the only active Mormon. So yeah. I don't think that you get, like, I would be curious if, um, yeah, somebody who was it, at least tangentially involved in, not involved in like the church administration, but who would, had a more active church life were on the show. Yeah. No, I, but, I mean, kudos to them for actually finding a diverse cast in fucking Salt Lake City, which goes to show that Bravo, you can like find diverse people in other locations if you bother to try. I know they, and I think they are starting to try, but like it still needs. I want it to move a little faster. Like I, I need more. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see what New York has in store this season with both Ebony and they have another new woman. Um, what's her name? Do they? Yeah, they have two. They have a full time oh, and, and a friend of. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, but see, the the pickle that they're in with the older franchises is the people who always work best are the people that have organic uh connections to the people who are on the show. Sure. Like a Dorinda Medley, who like, you know, had been at these events and knew all these women for a long time. Right. But the problem is Ramona Singer doesn't know any people of color. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and so, and, but then when you bring these people in from the outside, then it's, you know, you're kind of like leaving them on their own, not able to defend themselves, which right. I also don't think is like great. And I also would like there to be, you know, more, it's like, it's one thing to have Garcelle on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's another thing to have, Garcelle on with another black woman so that they could like talk about being black women in this group or in life together. Whereas right now it's like Garcelle is just dealing with being a black woman navigating a bunch of white people, which sure. is what she does all the time, if that makes sense. Completely. And um, yeah, so yeah, I think we could start to do a bit more. Agreed. Um, yeah. Fire Listen. everybody. Star Fire over. them all. <laughs> um, wait, so Sonia, you can keep Sonia. Keep Sonia. Sonia can hang with anyone. <laughs> totally. I actually feel like Luann is going to be good with the whole, she, I think she, her and Sonia could hang with anyone. I think Ramona just like needs to go. Yes. You know, I totally agree. I think Ramona needs to go. But we'll alas, we're not, we're, we're, the show's not even yeah. on right now. She, she and Kelly Dodd could have their own talk show on like Newsmax. On, yeah, on Trump's new network. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, let's talk Atlanta a little bit. Um, so okay. I feel like we, I, I keep saying this is like this, the largest small cast of a show we've ever had because it's like, <laughs> they, they 
Yeah. Like in the intro, it's like, it's just us five ladies. And then like, they're on a trip with 15 women. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't keep I, my head on one of whom I think is a deaf mute. Like she hasn't said one word <laughs> yes. the whole time. Oh, what's like, fa- oh, uh, Farah? What's her name? Yeah. Something like or something that. Like oh, Fallon, that. Fallon, and Fallon. Fallon. Yes. And like, I thought she was part of the murder mystery. Cause I was like, <laughs> oh, she must be one of the actresses. And I was like, oh no, wait, she's on the show. No, she's on the That's show. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would um, trade that woman who ran into the room and fell face first uh, in the murder mystery troupe for Fallon. I wish they had swapped spots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would trade that woman for Drew, who I. True. I, have, I mean, I don't know why she got tapped and nobody else did. But um, also, what we do need to talk about is how awful Drew's husband is. Like, one of the all time, one of the all time hottest. And also one of the all-time worst. Yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. Hot. The hottest, but still. <laughs> like, hot, but awful. I think she is, like, digmatized by the hotness and can't see how awful he is. Oh, my God, he's so horrible. I could I see can't. him I could see him and Evan, uh, you know, in the steam room at, at, the, the, at the gym sometime. <laughs> I'm saving it for New Jersey talk. Okay, okay, Jersey we won't talk about it yet. No, but he's but, awful. Um, and... I, He's awful. And like, oh, even like they had that one thing where she, he's like, he's moving without her. And she's like, he's like, I'm a man. I took care of it. It's like, fuck you. Like everything is just like macho and controlling and I can't. And they're still going strong. She was on Watch It Happens Live like maybe a month ago and she really doubled down on their relationship, you know? I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. Like, you know, I love Emily Simpson and I hate Shane Simpson, but if Shane Simpson makes Emily happy, then, you know, I'm not going to tell you like you should divorce your husband. <laughs> can we wait? I don't know. Can we take a moment and laugh that you just compared Shane Simpson to Ralph? <laughs> like in the, I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying like physically they couldn't be further apart on the spectrum oh of my God. <laughs> attractiveness. <laughs> but like behaviorally, they're like similar and they're both awful husbands yeah no i agree i agree um i feel like how they do those like march madness brackets for like stupid things like what's the best dog breed yeah like i want to do one for who is the worst real housewives husband oh i actually because i might steal that idea from you and just do it on my instagram (laughs) because there is i mean there are a lot of choices i've i've seen someone do this actually i've seen someone do this before like one of the bravo accounts i follow and um Marchese always wins because he's like a homophobe, you know, but I, I, I also yeah. want him on there because like he was only on for one season, you know, so we don't really know him yes. that well. Not that I'm defending him. I just like don't think of the Marchese's at all. But is he worse than like Apollo Nida, who's been to jail several times or Brooks Ayers who fake cancer on national television? No, I think or... Brooks is probably worse, I guess, maybe. Yeah, and who Vicky says took a bunch of money from her, you know, like, yeah, how are we defined? Is Mar- Mario Singer awful just because he cheated? Or, <laughs> you know. But... Yeah, but Mario, Mario did cheat, but I think he just had, like, uh, a moment. And can you imagine being married to Ramona Singer? And I'm not saying we're blaming the oh, women no. on this, but, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's her <laughs> fault that he cheated, but I just, like, there's but a lot of... Maybe. But also maybe. Like, <laughs> she's just, like, she's a lot. And, like, I, I don't, I don't know. And he, he had... Also, Go ahead. Mario is hot. I, so hot. 
He's he's the daddy vibes that every gay like oh dreams of. Oh my god. Yeah, in a second with Mario. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe that's Hi. the bracket we need to do for you, Brian. It's just like who who would you want to jerk off with in the steam room? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so in my book there's like chapters that are about things and then there are these like little chapters in between them all that are just like fun like there's like the top 10 housewives dance singles like things like that and one of them is like the hottest guys from the housewives universe yeah and so it just like yeah you know who else i have a crush on is that don juan oh he's so cute i love him he is so cute and like totally underappreciated and can get you a stripper in a box delivered to your vacation rental I know. no problem I mean, I'm a little triggered by him because he he looks very similar to my ex-boyfriend, but... Don Juan or the stripper? The stripper. No, Don Juan. <laughs> I was like, you have an ex-boyfriend that looks like that stripper? Not like, like, girl. Not like Bolo. You need to invite me over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Bolo, we still don't have Bolo, the stripper. It's so annoying that Bravo, like... They're like last we got the same preview for next week's episode this week as we did last week. Like they were like, Yes, welcome to the dungeon. And then it's like we're we're not in the we're not in any dungeon. <laughs> we're just sitting at some cheap dive bar on the Restaurant water. <laughs> outside. Yeah, like I know. I'm trying to not be like, girl, you're going to Lake George because that's kind of what all our lives are like right now. Right. It's like you got to make the best with what you got, but also like you're going to Lake George. <laughs> I know. Like that's our trip, Lake George. Okay. I know. Well, I, yeah. I assume they'll probably do a Jersey Shore trip too. Yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, wait. So yeah. I had to write down this quote because it just made me laugh so hard. Portia, when at, they were like talking about how they they were like, "Can we play a game or something?" And Portia goes, "Never have it. <laughs> Do you want to play Never Have I Ever? I played that in jail, and it was so fun." <laughs> oh my god, I love Portia. Never has there been a turnaround on the Real Housewives Housewives like Portia Williams. I mean, insane. My husband and I were talking today. He was like. I think Portia's gonna have a great next act. And I was like, I could see Portia being like an Oprah figure. I like, agree. I could see, yeah, like Portia has nowhere to go but up from here. And I think she might be outgrowing the Real Housewives, quite honestly. I agree. Because um, she, she is, yeah. she's matured in a way where she's surpassing some of these women. And like, it, she's, you're what you said, outgrowing. Like, she's becoming better than the show almost. And yes. she's not fitting in like she used to in this group, you know? The group is really weird and disjointed. Like you were saying about the cast being so huge. And it's like, you know, Tanya and Marlo and are around, but it's like, who are they really friends with? Right. They're just here because they're part of the cat. And that Latoya girl is fucking crazy and I don't like her. And it's the the balance is off, but in a way, I mean, I, I still enjoy all of those women and I enjoy them together. And I think they're a lot of fun. Like the balance has been off in OC for years, but it's unwatchable. So, right. you know, I, I you, mean, I feel like- you, you did have to cover OC, didn't you? On oh Trump? yeah. I mean, if I weren't getting paid to recap <laughs> OC, I would not be watching it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I like was um, looking at some of your, I didn't read all the, all the reviews because I wasn't watching the show, but I was just, I like to look at the stars just in general, just like yeah. go through the whole season and see like what they, everyone rated. 
And it was just like one stars across the board. And there was like one four star on their vacation when we talked about cults. And then after that, it was like back to one star. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that was a good episode. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was like, oh. Well, and that's the thing is like when I give them stars, I try to give them stars. Like three stars is an average, but it's like average for OC. And so like a three star OC is like, a one-star New York yeah, and a three-star New York is like a five-star OC because right. New York is so good. So yeah, but oh, yeah, I was not into, and like the weirdness with the Corona on OC this season, I just wasn't feeling it. No, I, I, I agree. Um, Sorry, I do girl. want to talk COVID a little bit in Jersey because COVID clearly doesn't exist in Jersey at that party, but we'll get there in <laughs> no. one second. <laughs> And like, well, um, I don't know if you watch Summer House. But yeah, I love Summer House. Well, oh my God, I love Summer House. And what I'm enjoying about this season is that COVID kind of doesn't exist because right. they are in this bubble where they can't leave the house, yeah. which, you know, they can't leave the house, but it's not like they have to deal with masks or social distancing or any of that bullshit. So I'm kind of like into it, like just pretending like it's a normal summer. No, I agree. As a quick plug, we do um, we do summer house pregames on my Instagram live. So we just go on IG live and just chat with other Bravo fans about um, about what we think is going to happen this week on summer house and have a white claw and just gab. So everyone check that out. Have you ever had lover boy? I had lover boy for our first IG live for summer house and it tasted like a red bull and I broke out into hives after. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink alcohol, so I've never had one, but I'm like dying to kind of like hear. Have you had a red bull? It literally, the teas taste like red bull to me. And I, I have such um, PTSD from drinking vodka red bulls in like the basement of gay bars in New York. So I, I couldn't handle it very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't even stand the smell of Red Bull. No, so then you wouldn't I... like it. But they have it. They have a spritz that I haven't tried that. So they have like their teas, and then they have their spritzes. Right. So the teas is what I had, and then maybe I'll, I I do want to kind of try a spritz. Maybe I will. I mean, you could buy me a Lover Boy hat for my birthday if you wanted. That's what, oh, you know, Brian. I'll send you one uh, on May twenty fifth. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Done. <laughs> for a publication gift. Yeah. Um, wait, so in this Atlanta episode, this is such like a niche thing I noticed, but they played the SLC music in the Atlanta episode. I want everyone to go back right before they go out to work out. They play the, it's like the la 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 Like that, like, remember they have that like- Really? Yes, they, that, that like choir remix that they kind of had for Salt Lake City for like- the intro which i loved loved i would it. put that as my ringtone same i'm like but literally it was in the episode everyone go check it out it was right before the workout i I've kept rewinding it because i'm like am i like have i been trapped in my apartment for too long or is this really what i'm hearing and it is really <laughs> what i was hearing well i will tell you that most of the housewives shows as you probably know are made by different production companies Correct. however one company does do all the music across the franchise oh wow i did not know that yeah. So, um, I mean, they might've just been like, oops, we put this in by mistake. So, I mean, yeah. I love it. Once again, I want that as a ringtone too. Yeah. Same. Um, there, I don't know what else to really say about Atlanta. We're just barreling towards this like big, you know, stripper gate moment. Um, Kenya is half pissing me off and breaking my heart all in one somehow like a hundred percent and i feel like the shit that man is putting her through behind the scenes is 
a million times worse than we think it is. And it's like, it's, I think it's Jason Hoppy level stuff. Don't you think? Yes. I think he is awful and abusive and putting her through it. But that said, like, if she said to Candy Burris, like, I'm having a hard time. I can't, you know, go on this trip without two nannies. Like Candy would have paid for the second nanny. Yeah. You know, like, but Kenya just needs to be more open about what she's doing instead of trying to like play favorites. So with herself. (laughs) She just is like, I think she's just been, she's just had to be a fighter like all of her life. And she's always been the only person on her team. And I think that like, it just, she doesn't know how to ask for help and she needs help right now. She really does. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's also infuriating because she's just doing some, I think that show has been an outlet for her to just like perform and like get sort of like put life behind her because we never really had like a storyline of hers on the show. We had like that first guy that she was with that she allegedly like made up, like paid to be on the show. So we haven't really had like a storyline. Which I totally believe. Oh, completely. And Um, well, and I feel like the difference is, you know, Candy really pointed it out where, um, you know, it's one thing to bring your daughter and, you know, not come downstairs because she's like with the daughter, but it's another thing to go behind everyone's back and hire a private plane and not tell anybody. Like she was clowning them on purpose. And so it's like, because she clowns them on purpose, like Kenya more hair care, Kenya more hair care. Like when she does things where she doesn't intend to clown them, she just needs whatever. It becomes like, I'm clowning you. And, and yeah. There's just some real darkness with her. And um, what's his name, Mike? Mark. Mark, 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 Mike is Cynthia, Mark. Yeah. Have you been to his restaurant? No. Oh, me neither. Sorry. I know, it's in Brooklyn. Have you been to OLG? No, I've always wanted to go to OLG. Me too, bad. I once walked out on the bill at Pump because we couldn't get a waiter to come pay us. (laughs) Or to come let us pay. Are you kidding me? That's kind of iconic. (laughs) It was like so busy and we kept being like, Hey, hey, come take our credit card, come to, and no one would come. And so finally, after like half an hour of trying to get someone to pay, take our money, I was like, fuck this, we're leaving. Yeah. And so we just left. Sorry, Lisa. I owe you 30 bucks. Pump is the one I've been to. Pump is the sir? one restaurant I've been to. And I, it's not really a restaurant. But no, I, Pump, Pump. I, you I didn't go to like, Sir? But Pump, I, no, I haven't been to Sir. I only went to Pump and had like hummus at the bar with a large box <laughs> I have been to Pump and Sir and Tom Tom. Oh, I want to go to TomTom so bad. It like actually looks like a good time. We had this waiter who was really weird and he says he was straight, but he's a Mariah Carey super fan. So all he wanted to do was talk to us about Mariah Carey. <laughs> uh, the calls coming from inside <laughs> the house. I mean, exactly. <laughs> so who can say? Um, wait, so is there anything else we want to say about Atlanta? I don't, I, I don't think so. We're kind of just barreling towards once again, like the stripper gate, yeah. which I'm nervous. It's not even going to be as exciting as we I feel like that is probably the case, but the thing with Atlanta and I feel the same way about New York is I just love them all so much. And I think they're all so much fun to watch that even when nothing's going on, I still enjoy watching it. Like they still make me laugh. I still think it's great, which we can't really say yeah. for some other shows. Agreed. They they always yeah. bring us. So lot, there's so, that. You know. So I always look forward to Atlanta. Atlanta. 
Um, okay, well, let's talk the reason for the season. Um, okay. I mean, this was an explosive When premiere. Teresa says Evan does stuff at the gym, does she mean steam room jerk-offs with guys? So I once I think that she doesn't know what she means. <laughs> I think that she doesn't understand the the repercussions of what she's saying. And I think we hope it's guys, but I think she I think she has no idea what she's saying. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Like she just made up a rumor and she is too stupid to like fully come up with a whole rumor. <laughs> Completely. But I can also see a universe where like she went somewhere. And there was a makeup gay who isn't her usual makeup gay yeah. who was like, oh, my friend told me that Evan jerks off with him in the steam room because either A, that friend was lying or B, there's a guy that looks like Evan who jerks off with him in the steam room. And if there are guys in the Tenafly gym that look like Evan jerking off in the steam room, I would like a membership for my birthday, please. Thank I agree because Evan is so hot. <laughs> Evan is so hot. And like, I mean, who hasn't had a steam room jerk off? Let's right. be honest. Hey, hey mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I do have a question though, because, and I have a question for the straights out there listening. And that is, do straight people hook up at the gym? And if so, where? Because all signs of this are pointing right. to gay to me because I don't know how straights hook up at gyms. Right, unless there's like some girl who works at the gym or some girl who he meets at the gym who he fucks. But yeah, I don't, that's why when it was like, he does stuff at the gym to cheat on his wife, I was like, does she, like, yeah, how else is this happening? But also I could see, and that's why in, in my like hair and makeup gay scenario, I can see how she's like, oh, I heard this, but I don't know from whom because right. it was just like some random dude whose name she doesn't even know, who just said like this and it may or may not be true. And yeah, but I either I think that she either heard this from some tertiary source or she is completely making this rumor up. Oh, look at that word, tertiary. Thank you. <laughs> she, I do have a master's she's degree. She's a writer. <laughs> Hello. Um, wait, so it's big note on Jersey is that we're living in a COVID-free world in New Jersey, apparently, because this par- <laughs> this birthday party was like a party we would have in usual times. They're like, let's just not hug each other. And it's like, that's not going to save you from- No, Rona. and then they were hugging each other and kissing each other and whatever. <laughs> well, and I also love that Jackie hired an event planner. I was like, bitch, you put up a tent in the parking lot of a restaurant. Like you needed to pay somebody to do that shit. I will remember how she threw her parties last year. So that was the that, that was like her storyline <laughs> last year. <laughs> right, exactly. Like here kids, take a tree out of the box. <laughs> Which I, I'm yeah. sorry, I still stand behind. I would have loved a treat and a piece of pizza. Uh, me too. Like, there right. are a bunch of kids. What do they care? Right. Um, but I, I just, you know, something is bad when everyone on the cast, including Jennifer Aiden, thinks that what <laughs> Teresa did was bullshitty. Yeah, Jennifer Aiden is defending Jackie. Like, yeah, like, you know, your shit is busted. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very, I felt like we needed a reunion after this one episode almost. I was like, we need to like (laughs) sit on a couch and like chat about this because like so much happened. What do we, so I saw a lot of people on my recap saying like, oh, producers told Teresa to say this, which I don't believe. And like from all the research I've done, like that's not really how the producers like manipulate the women. Like they might say like, oh, well, if you heard that, you should tell everybody that you heard that. Right. But they're not going to say, go in there and tell everybody that Jackie's 
husband's cheating on her. So, um, it, so I don't believe that to be true. But what do you think is Teresa's motivation then for telling everybody that just to like fuck with Jackie or just I to be a she, dick? It's clear. We, we know that Trey does not let anything go because like, think about yes. how long the Melissa Gorga of it all happened. Like think about how long that storyline went on. And I think it yes. even still is there. They just like pretend that they like each other now. Mm-hmm. I think between Jackie saying the stuff about her dating other guys, I think the, yeah. the comment she made about you should keep an eye on your husband, you know, like yeah, she's saying truthful things, and they're based off of little. They're they're based off of um, evidence, you know. Like she has evidence that yes. Teresa was with a guy. She has evidence Joe is Joe was in jail, but um, so I think I there's no world that Teresa isn't gonna let those things go, and she's just she's 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 gonna make her life hell. She wants her off the show, is what she's trying to do. I think. Yes, and right, but she doesn't really have that power. Sorry, Teresa. No, she doesn't. But she, but she thinks the way she can do it is by starting rumors. I mean, I've never seen something like that before. I'm like, it was that that was the first time they had all filmed together, and she walks onto set just with an mo to just like really yeah. start something. It was just so, it was so awful. The women clearly were just like, wait, why are you like? We're already going. We're already doing this. Like, what what's happening? Yeah. Well, the only other time I have seen something like. That was when Vicky started that Eddie is gay rumor right. on OC, where it's like, I'm just going to repeat this thing that I heard that I know is false to fuck with you. And, you know, and I do think that, you know, these do have a big effect on people because, you know, now when you Google her husband's name, it's going to be like, is he a cheater? And like, and right. it's, it would be one thing if he were a cheater or maybe was a cheater. It's another thing for it to be just like, because Teresa made this shit up. And that is exactly the analogy she's trying to make by saying that Gia does cocaine in bathrooms. And, but the problem is you need to get Teresa to use logic to understand that point. And asking Teresa to use logic is like asking a starfish to borrow a pen. (laughs) Like it's just, Like, oh my God, that really killed me. <laughs> You're right though. Not at all going to work. And right. And so like Jackie isn't actually alleging that Gia does cocaine in the way that Teresa is alleging Evan cheats on Jackie. Right. What Jackie is alleging is that Teresa made up a rumor about her maliciously, like this rumor that she made up about Gia, but in this sort of argumentative device, we are all meant to know that Gia doesn't really do cocaine in the bathroom and that Jackie didn't hear that. She's trying to explain to Teresa through an analogy what Teresa's doing, but Teresa can't understand that because Teresa is a literal idiot. She is the dumbest (laughs) person we have on TV. I I mean, I don't believe, uh, yeah, she's just dumb and she's like a hurt dog. Like she can only see the pain that's being caused to her in the minute and she'll react maliciously. And that's exactly what she did. And, but now because Jackie used Gia as this example, because Teresa doesn't have a a husband for her to use as an example, like 
she's going to have to hear with, you brought kids into it, you brought kids into it, you brought kids into it all season. But she didn't really because she didn't actually allege anything about Gia. No. She, but like no one on that cast is going to understand that distinction, except maybe Melissa and Margaret because they are intelligent. Oh, do we think Melissa's intelligent? <laughs> I think Melissa is more intelligent yeah, than, you're right, you, you're than right. we think. Like, I, I don't think she's a Mensa member, but she's like, <laughs> you know. I'm picturing, I'm picturing, there is a reality show there where Teresa just does Mensa puzzles. <laughs> no, there's not because she would just be like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I would watch it. <laughs> um, wait, I want to talk a little bit. We'll get back into like the big fight at the end of like our chat about this, but a little kind of in between scenes. I want to talk a little bit about Jen and this family dynamic was really interesting. I'm like coming, I'm continuing to surprise myself with liking her. I Well, and that's the, my thing with Jen is that when she's with all the other women, I can't fucking stand her and her tomfoolery and her bullshit. And she's, I don't know that she's as dumb as Teresa, but she argues in a disingenuous way, which I find really annoying, like with the other women, like talks over them and stupid shit like that. But yeah, when she's with her family, I find her so winning. Like this whole thing about having her father move into her house because her mother's so mean to him. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's fascinating to me and the gay brother that the mother hates and like all that shit like fascinating and yes i don't want to feed Um, her ego but i could watch a show about her family like her and just her family because like and once again i don't want her to ever find out that i said that because like her head's big enough already but But, like no i totally agree it's so fascinating yeah it's there aren't many of the housewives who I think could carry their own thing, but like a half an hour of her and that fucking weird, crazy family, I would a hundred percent be into. Yeah. And those kids are such yeah, like and, characters and, and like, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. And I, I just, and there's no one else who I'm like, it's like, if I hate you, I hate you all the time. There's no one like, Oh, I hate you. Oh, now I love you. Oh, I hate you. Now I love you. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm, you know sometimes when these these women bring on their like their storyline for the season like we've had with like melissa gorga pretending she's gonna get pregnant or find find remember this is (laughs) yes find this long lost sister that never existed (laughs) but this storyline is so fat like i really am interested to see how like the whole like father mother storyline kind of plays out it's interesting i i i I really like her and i also love that Dolores lives with her ex-husband and her son lives with her boyfriend. Like crazy. I love a modern arrangement, (laughs) you know, like I love just something that's like totally crazy and unique to them and how they navigate that and whatever. Like I find that to be the most interesting thing about Dolores and that like, she does have this soulmate who's a guy who she can't be married to, but she also has a boyfriend and a son who I would like to visit a steam room with, with Evan. So, I'm not there Frankie, with him. I'm not there with him, actually. Frankie visits the steam room? Oh, Brian, I'm positive he does. I think if you just <laughs> went to a Planet Fitness in Patterson, New Jersey, you'd find Frank Jr. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine the trade at a Planet Fitness in Patterson, New Jersey? Oh, it's everything. It's all just, like, like everyone's sweating out, like, Cabernet and pizza, but, like, somehow looks like, like, <laughs> meatheads. They're all on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he doesn't. 
he's objectively hot. Obviously, he's the porn hot. Yeah. But like, he doesn't do it for me. Like, I I like it a little more rough around the edges. Like, Evan is much more my vibe than Frank, little Frankie is. Interesting. Would Would you pick Big Frankie or Little Frankie? <laughs> you want me to say Big Frank? I'm not gonna pick Big Frank. He, he, Big Frank. You're looks, gonna say neither. Big Frank looks like the Mucinex man. <laughs> <laughs> Big Frank is a total, like, very specific New Jersey fantasy, though, that I could see, like. I can see it. He's into. just so red faced. <laughs> I guess. He's I guess so I don't have to look at his face. Right. Uh, no, um, I, I well, would go I did, with Frank. Jr. I did hear. I did hear that he's a giant bottom. I heard that from the same source that <laughs> that told Teresa that Evan jerks off in the sea room. So you know, there you go. Now I, we're venturing into some some territory here, but do you think jerking off? In, <laughs> do you think jerking off in a steam room is cheating? I mean, like if if I think it's. A, I think it depends on, I mean, every relationship has its own parameters. Right. And so, you know, you might have a relationship where that is within the parameters. I think in your customary, heteronormative, monogamous relationship, most women would probably consider it cheating. But I mean, I would consider it a misdemeanor at best, but that's because I'm a gay slut. So that's, that's my I'm opinion about it. I also just like don't know if that I would ever find out that my boyfriend was like I don't I guess I guess someone could be in the steam room and be like I just saw your boyfriend drinking off in the steam room I don't know I just it doesn't feel like the biggest offense to me. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Would you care if someone was like, "Oh, I saw your boyfriend drinking off in the steam room"? I would be I would be upset that we didn't talk about that we could do that because then I would have been like, "Well, why haven't I been doing that?" You know, like I think that that would be my <laughs> my opinion about it, but I don't think that I would. It's like. A cheating situation. I just think it's a conversation that would have needed to be had. I completely agree with that. But I also don't, I don't know. Evan doesn't seem like the type to be jerking off in the steam room. And, but I also don't think that Jackie is the type of wife who would be cool with letting her husband jerk off in the steam room. But she also doesn't blow him. So, like, right. What does there she want? Go. Who, who, who wouldn't want to blow Evan? I mean, could you imagine if your sister were here and we were having this conversation in front of her? Oh, she would She would love it. We, we talk about it. <laughs> Actually, I do wish she was here, though, because I would love to hear her point of view, though. I need a straight point Absolutely, of view on yes. it, though. Like, I need a straight yes. person to say what is right and wrong here. And if straights... I, I will never stop thinking about if straights hook up in gyms. Maybe that's the title of this episode. Do straights fucking gyms. <laughs> You mean like boys and girls fucking gyms? Yes. Like I just like, like, I How don't. How could they fuck it? Like where are I they going to go know. fucking a gym? I don't know. Maybe like, you know, there's like bathrooms that are like communal, like on, not communal, but like unisex, like on a gym floor. Okay. Maybe I can see that. Like I have a friend who has been a guest on this podcast and I won't out him, but he has had sex in one of those bathrooms. With a <laughs> member of the same or of, of the, the same. Oh, he's, he's gay. Well, of course, we'll find anywhere. <laughs> you know, like, you know, there has been a gay waiter at Sir who has fucked next to that dumpster. 1,000%. 1,000%. God forbid yeah, they be on Vanderpump Rules, though, because we have no gays there. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that, like, ladies would be down for that. 
but no, also I, I don't know. I mean, there there are definitely ladies who are as slutty as me. So. We may we may never know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I also don't think that Evan seems like the type to do something that would be considered cheating on his wife. I I know he doesn't seem he seems like he generally loves her so much. Like I don't see him like yeah sleeping out and on I'll, her. Yeah, and I can't see like Jackie being the type for a modern arrangement. No. <laughs> Do you think Dolores and Big Frank still sleep together? No, I really don't. I don't either. I think I actually think their relationship is beautiful. I think they've really found something that's like really sweet, like that they like are like life partners but will never be together again in that way. Like I think Yeah. They, I think they're like best friends. They are. They're best friends. There's some she like they are each other's person like completely and it's it's really yes. it really is heartwarming. Um, but David, I don't think is the man for Dolores. No, she's so no, much no. hotter than him on a base level. So much. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know. And his house is like a pottery barn showroom. I mean, it is blander than bland. Bland. And well, so I actually have a friend who, um, he, who had her IVF by him. He's like a, va- really? yeah, yeah. She has a baby, beautiful baby girl. Yeah. I thought he was an emergency room doctor. No, no, no. He no, he's a fertility doctor. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, she doesn't watch the show, and she was like, told me she was like, "Hey, my, my, this is like after she had already gotten pregnant, and she was like, my IVF like doctor, like, someone told me that he was on Housewives, and I'm like, who? Like, and then I like put two together, and yeah, it's 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 David. And so I think he's a sweet guy, but I I don't think that he's meant for for Dolores something I love he's not meant for this world (laughs) no not for the reality world something do you have have you ever heard how Wendy Williams will say the black one when she talks about Dolores (laughs) (laughs) yes she's looking especially tan I'll, I'll give it to Wendy Williams on this one um her butt looks fucking amazing though I love it I I didn't like that he didn't like that who cares? Yeah, well, I I get that he's ideologically opposed to elective surgery for, you know, probably professional type reasons. Sure. But also, like, okay. But I guess the Brazilian butt lift is the most dangerous surgery you can have. Like, more oh, really? people die from that than any other surgery. Yeah, The Guardian just did, like, a big article about it because it's, like, fat can get into your blood and give you a heart attack and you die. Okay, well, that is scary. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. Um, well, anything else about this fight? So we, we get Marge br- like bringing the two to her house. Um, that house is still not done. Um, no. <laughs> and It's like, oh my God. It's like her house of maximalism. It's just like completely. print on print on print on print. That couch? Mar- Margaret's house. That couch. Like, I don't know if I love it or I hate it. Like, I kind of want it, but I also am like, ew. I'm here for the, I actually am here for the wallpaper. I'm just not here for the couch with the wallpaper mix. It, it, it was a lot. Which wallpaper? The alligator wallpaper or that like pink leaf wallpaper? I actually liked the pink one. Too much. It makes it, it, it's a lot. But for like a wall and like a cute like, like seating area, I can see it. I don't know. England, they fucking love wallpaper. They love wallpaper and they love wall-to-wall carpeting. Everywhere you go has wallpaper and wall-to-wall carpeting. The carpet, you lost me at the carpet, no. 
the carpet is gross. <laughs> and it's always this like beigey brown. Oh, no, and like so we've dirty. been looking at we've been looking at houses and it's like it's like every house you go in, it's like you have to rip up the carpet, you have to take off the wallpaper. Gross. Yeah, that's that I, I don't like that. Um yeah. no, so what do we think is going to happen? Like what's to come? Is Jackie going to be able to make it through the season? Like, I I don't really know what we have in store because Trey really, really did something um, deplorable. So I don't know. Yeah. And, but also Teresa is going to be like, you can't be on her side because she brought children into it and she's going to terrorize Jackie. And I think the problem with New Jersey for several seasons. And I think Jackie's biggest problem with Teresa is that Teresa is so clearly the alpha. Like it is her show and she's like, this is my show and you're all on it. And they all have to like, please Teresa. They all have to go and kiss the ring. And Jackie is like, I have been prostrating myself before this literal idiot for three seasons. And she's doing all this malicious things to me. And I loved when she said like, how far are we gonna let Teresa go? It's like, she's made up lies about people. She's physically assaulted people. She, you know, told Danielle to beat up Margaret. It's like, how far are we gonna let her go? And I think that that is a really interesting question. And do we have a Real Housewives of New Jersey without Teresa? I think the answer is yes, but I don't know that, um, Bravo, etc. think that is the case. I agree with you that we do have a show without her, especially because we've really found a good cast, you know? It's been the same cast for three seasons in a row, which I think is probably some kind of record. Yeah, it feels um, like I think I think New York did that for like that season when Tinsley came on. I think Tinsley those seasons was like the it was like the Tinsley Carol Luann, Sonia, Ramona, Bethany group. I think they might've done the same, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if they made it to three without adding or subtracting someone. Oh, maybe Carol but... was out on that third one. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, know I mean, it... Potomac is, Potomac's been the same for a few seasons. Oh, well they added, what's her name, uh, Wendy. It's It's been, anyway. yeah, they added Wendy. But, but you're right though, it really isn't, it never been, and they don't really have friend friend ofs, which we do have some no. this season apparently, but um, that woman- Is that Lexi a friend of? Yeah, the, that, well, okay, so did you notice in the, this season on Real Houses in New Jersey, they showed a scene with Lexi, that woman, talking to Jen, and Jen is in the outfit she's wearing at that party. And they're, she's like, hmm. Joe Gorga never paid my husband. Do you, do you know that clip where she's like, Joe Gorga never paid yeah. my husband? If you watch it, they're wearing the outfits of Jackie's, um, of Evan's party. Interesting. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's cut or if it's, they're going to cut back to it. Like when they're talking about, when, when Jen like introduces her into the group or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, um, Cause, but that Lexi is also the one who's like, uh, oh, not Lexi. Assistant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of this new girl, Michelle, or something. There's a new girl. Oh. The girl that I'm thinking of, Lexi. The Lexi. Assistant. I think. I sorry. Maybe Lexi is a friend of. She feels like it. Just almost. because they gave her and the husband, uh, Lexi, and then Brian, Lexi's husband, like when they got to the party. Right. But okay. yeah. I but I did some googling and I couldn't find anything. Yes, but... Michelle. Michelle. That's her name. The newbie. She walked in. She walked in with Teresa. Teresa and this other girl that looked just like her walked yes, in. Yes, the realtor. Teresa's yes. friend slash realtor. Got it. Has there ever been a more friend of name than friend slash realtor? <laughs> I mean, she still hasn't sold that two point five million dollar house. Who would buy that house? No, I don't know. Did you hear that her new boyfriend might be a Scientologist? 
my God. Teresa doesn't even know what that is. She thinks that means he's a chemist. <laughs> Completely. He's chemistry. Um, okay, well, we have a great season to look forward to. Um, we're going to wrap up on our recaps. We'll be back in one second with uh, Brian after this short little break. Okay, and we're back. Brian, this has been such a journey. <laughs> I mean, it has been so wonderful. And do you not cover Summer House on your program? So I guess we can talk about it. We, I, we've we been talking about it on our, like, our IG lives. Like, that's where we've been, like, putting Summer House right, right. now. But let's talk about it. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I feel like Summer House is the most underappreciated of the Bravo shows. I, I and agree. And I have, I have taken it as my mission to be... Uh, you know, uh, proselytizer for the summer house and spreading its wonder. And I want the same production company to make summer house on fire islands completely because it, it would be so good. Cause they made that shitty fire Island show with gays that weren't from New York. They weren't friends. It was in a stupid house. And like the camera crews left at midnight. So all the good stuff they lost. Right. No, they need to wire that house full of cameras, just like they do on summer house and make a gay summer house, please. That's what I want. But I, that's what I love about summer house is that, and I think that talking about New Jersey and the friends of and stuff and that cast, like, these people are really friends, I think, outside of the show, et cetera. And if they're not, they've been together for so many years now that they have their own dynamics and their own things and, right. you know, fights and stuff. And it is, you know, I was in a share house for a many, many years in Fire Island, and it's, like, exactly like that. And and that's what I love about it. And, I mean, the hottest guys on Bravo. I mean, I want Kyle to marry me because <laughs> he, he's so hot. I mean, Car- no, but see, this is where we differ. Like, Car- I want Carl to marry me. Carl is hotter than Kyle. I will give you that. But Kyle, I love because he is just dedicated to having fun at all costs. And I appreciate that about him. That's true. He, he's a good time. And like he, he, he does genuinely seem like he's a nice person. Yes. And I mean, I think Carl is probably a nice person, but deeply flawed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dark. Yeah. And I mean, Luke is fucking hot as shit, but maybe the only pe- person on Bravo dumber than Teresa. You're right, but he's hot as shit, but his entry into this house, he looked crazy. Oh my God, that beard? <laughs> Awful. Awful. Then, I don't know if you've seen all the Bravo accounts that like when the like show, like when the promo photo came out, like Luke's photo on there, he looks like like he's like on he looks unrecognizable he, his hair is like all pulled back clean shaven and he looks like a lesbian woman <laughs> <laughs> which i mean i do love a chic lesbian i like, do too people say i, I look like a lady it would be Kristen stewart <laughs> no no i have a style aesthetic that sometimes i'll look in the mirror and be like i literally look like a lesbian today <laughs> like just like a polo if and a jean I, jacket and i'm like all i need to be like i need to yeah no I, I i cross over sometimes i think my fashion icon is kristen stewart like i just want to be a chic lesbian. sure that's all that's, i really i want. agree no but i look at her and i'm like i have those clothes like i look at some of the things she's wearing in happiest season <laughs> i'm like uh <laughs> oops oops no i'm loving yeah, it i, I uh, I'm thinking Lindsay that it's, is such a gift. She's so good. Oh my god. She's the best. She's she's amazing. 
they're also good. I think what's refreshing too about all of them is that they're not, they don't care about the reality fame really. It doesn't seem like they are so entrenched in like Instagram followers and things like that. Like they're not trying to, I know they're, they're hawking lover boy, obviously, but it doesn't feel like as like, like fake with their friendships. It doesn't feel fake with their storylines. They just all feel like they're yes. legitimately just like in this house together. And it, it kind of harkens back to old reality television. And I think that's why we yes. love it so much. Like, I think they're all trying to capitalize off it. Obviously, like yeah, of with course. Paige Who being wouldn't? an influencer yeah. and whatever. But I don't think they're, it's it's not like with some housewives where it's like, I'm going to come on the show. I'm going to get a bunch of Instagram followers and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and do all this shit. Right. Like, I think that they just kind of like, were on the show because they thought it would be fun. And then it became somewhat popular. And they were like, oh, okay, let's try to turn this into a thing. No, I agree. Um, I I also feel like similar to Dolores's boyfriend David, that Stephen Lindsay's boyfriend does not want to be on the show, and I no. think he only did the show because she kind of made him. And yeah, and I don't think he's of this world. Like I don't think he's a <laughs> practitioner of the reality television arts and sciences. And no. um, yeah. Um, so. I don't know if you follow Ono oh Bravo um, on Instagram. She's just a hilarious Bravo account, and she like does like weekly kind of like wrap ups on her Instagram about like most Bravo shows. And she always calls him Gimli. Cause he looks like a little like dwarf creature from um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like he, he really feels he other, totally does. he feels otherworldly even like not even of this, of this world. <laughs> I said in my recap of the first episode that he looked like Khal Drogo from uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> but hit by a shrink ray. Like, <laughs> And then I made, well, because, oh my God, he is the only person on reality television that is shorter than him is those twins from Selling Sunset who are like the shortest people on television. Like, oh yeah, so they I, are. <laughs> They're like five foot tall. Yeah. Oh my God. And so I just want to make like short jokes about him every week, but I got them all out in like my first recap. And I was like, these are all the short jokes I'm going to make for the year because you know it's maybe a little mean my husband thinks i'm mean because he's short sorry oh i'm sorry hubby <laughs> no, that's okay. wait does he love summer does he watch all bravo with you he watched it we met through the housewives because i was recapping housewives for gawker back in the day right and um he read them and thought they were funny and then he looked at my picture and thought i was cute so he went to a party that the owner of gawker was throwing who he was friends with oh work. so that he could like stalk me down and meet me and yeah so he he watches all the shows oh my god um, I love it. He, he watches most of the houses he doesn't watch like new jersey he doesn't watch oc um i finally got him into potomac we watch all of um below deck since lockdown started we we went back and okay, started great. with low deck he loves summer house he loves carl and i and i got him a carl cameo for his birthday when <gasps> he was his favorite oh my god wait tell you should tell him though i so i'm i'm a spin instructor in addition to running this show um and carl has taken Where my do spin, you spin class instruct? yeah yeah carl has taken my spin, spin um it's called psych it's in it's we have oh yeah yeah um, and Carl has taken my class. And how was he? He was awful. Um, and he couldn't <laughs> do anything. It's just like a giant on a little bike. Like it couldn't do anything. And he is, he is like five in picture him tall and then add five inches. Like he's so much taller than you realize. Yes. 
We went, we were in the Hamptons. Well, we, he has friends who live in Shelter Island, which is like next to the Hamptons. Right. And we went into the Hamptons for lunch and we were like, oh, I wonder if we'll see the kids from Summer House. And we're sitting there and Carl and Lindsay showed up. And this was like the brief window where they were dating. And it was like, celebrities like none other and he, I, i'm like six foot two and i would carl stood next to me and i'm like you are fucking huge so yeah, Oof. yeah they were making out it was very weird oh, I that's, like that is weird they weren't meant for each other i can't believe that wasn't no. fake i can't believe that storyline wasn't fake honestly um me too but and the only reason i believe it i didn't believe it was was because i had seen that making out in real life but um, yeah, he loves all the Bravo, which is weird because he is like, puts off this kind of uh, mystique that he's very sophisticated and worldly. But I mean, she wants to come home and watch a housewife. Oh, he that's cute like, though. Already like, when are you done with this podcast so we can watch we'll, Salt Lake we'll, City we'll Reunion? We'll wrap up soon. I know, it's, I know it's late there. Wait, no, I this is a nice transition to um, our like last little segment though. We um, okay. like to end on whether after we've gotten to know each other, whether we think each other would be good on reality television or not. And if so, where in the universe? And so this is a great transition though, because I, when you were pitching the gay, sum, the gay summer house, like, can, can you be on that and add me into the house? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Here, here's my thing. I would be on like, I wouldn't be on a docu-soap, like a real housewives or a summer house or anything like that. And I don't know that I, I mean, if I think about my gay summer house, like back in the day, we would have been great because there are like fights and yeah. like hookups and like all that shit. But now I think I'm like a little too old and a little too mellow for it. However, I would love to be on Survivor. Like, oh, same. like every season I'm like, I'm going to make a video. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to be on Survivor. Um, I think you could, I think so you could get on. I don't think that's a far I don't think that's like a far fetched dream of yours. Like I, I really do think that that's something that could happen for you. I'm not just saying. It might that. be a little too old, maybe. No, no. What do you mean? I don't I mean. But, I don't know how old you are, but they have all ages on there. Yeah, but they are are skewing younger. I think these days, but um, which I don't mind watching because the guys are usually quite handsome. Yeah, but true. um, I think that for me personally, that's like the only reality I could do. I, as for you, I mean, you seem handsome and talkative, so I think you could get on the Fire Island Summer House show. Okay. However, you seem a little bit too reasonable for the reality television arts and sciences. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's days when, like, if I have, if if the white wine hits right, I can really go in on someone, but, like, <laughs> like it's not always there for me. Some Because sometimes I'm a little introverted. Like, I'm, like, an introverted extrovert, I like to say. Because there's sometimes in social situations I, I would go in into myself. But I think, if yeah. was, I think if it was a show like Summer House, but it was, like, my group of friends where I felt comfortable, um, I yeah. would excel there. I don't know that I would excel if I was thrown into, like, a gay Summer House with six gays that I don't know at all. I, I'd be ner I yeah. think I would be too nervous. I am a frosty New Englander. So I tend to be like aloof initially. And I think that would be like hard for me on like Survivor or something. Like, well, Cause like, I'm not one of those people who's like, hey, let's be friends. Like right. I need to like warm up to people, but I also have like a temper. So, um, oh, you're selling and me. I can fucking cuss a bitch out. So <laughs> well, um, you're I selling me would, on it. 
<laughs> I know that would be like good for that. Would you be okay? So I just started watching my first ever season of The Bachelor. Okay. And if they had a The Gay The Bachelor, would you be on The Gay The Bachelor as the as the Gay Bachelor or as a contestant on The Gay The Bachelor? Both. Um. So I would. I think I would prefer to be the gay The Bachelor than be a contestant because, like, I just I think. I would be so overwhelmed if I was in the house with all the gays because like, I think I would end up being like, why doesn't anyone else want to fuck me? Like I would just, when I would see like, <laughs> same, same. when I would see yes. all of them like hooking up and not going on dates with Matt or whoever the guy's name would be. Yeah. I'd be like, was no one interested in me? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's I'm, wrong with me, boys? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm too insecure no. for that, but I think I could handle being, oh, excuse me. I think I could handle being the lead. Got it. But, um, that's funny. Our yeah. last guest said the same thing to me. About what? They asked that me the same question. you're too reasonable? No, no, no. Oh, really? No, about The Bachelor. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Did you watch that Finding Prince Charming show? Yeah, I did. That was awful? Uh-huh. Awful. 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 I, I, I don't trust, I've said this before here, but like, I don't trust that the gays could do a Bachelor. I don't think ABC's ready for it. Like, I think it would need to be on a different network because I don't think they're ready for what would happen in the house. And I also, I'm scared just about, um, I'm just scared, honestly, for what would happen. Like with like this, with the inter relationships, you know, I don't know if any television program has had anything like that before. I mean, I think it would be fascinating. I, 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 I agree, would, but and as fun as much as I would like uh, the male homosexual The Bachelor, a lesbian The Bachelorette would be in insane. Yeah, I am like so here for all of that. Yeah, and I can go incog incognito. That's <laughs> <laughs> like right. <laughs> so, did you do you know about the show Boy Meets Boy? Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. Boy Meets Boy was a very early Bravo show, and it's, it was made by Evolution Media, which makes OC and Beverly Hills. And it debuted like two weeks after Queer Eye initially debuted in like 2003 or something like that, whenever okay. that was, like early 2000s. And so it was a gay dating show where this guy was in a house full of like 20 dudes, and he and it was like, you know, elimination every week. And he had to find... Uh, you know, guy. But the twist was half of the guys in the house were straight pretending to be gay. What? And if he ended up with a gay dude, the two of them won like a luxury vacation or whatever. And if he picked a straight dude, then the straight dude got $10,000 and the gay dude got nothing. Wait, I kind of love it. Like I was trying to think of if it's problematic or not, but I'm like, it's not that problematic. <laughs> At the time, the gays were very upset about it. And um, because there was like this kind of mean twist and, you know, it was pre-gay marriage and, you know, gay sure. liberation wasn't a, a, as far along as it is now, as it were. Okay, but what but, gay um, doesn't want to like, like kiss a straight boy? Like, like, <laughs> like I don't know. It sounds kind of fun to right. me. But well, and so then it came down to like two guys at the end. And so, and well, they didn't tell the guy the twist until the end. So the guy thought they were all gay and then they tell him the twist like bef it, like the final four or whatever the final two 
and you can tell he's pissed about it. And then it was down to two guys. And there was a guy who he liked more, who he knew was straight and a guy who he liked less, but he knew was gay. And so he picked the gay guy. Oh God. But I after to... he had like fallen for the straight guy who was fucking hot. He was like a blonde surfery type. I want to find this somewhere. Yeah. It's probably been scrubbed um, boy meets from boy. everything. Boy meets boy plug. Yeah, probably. It was um, not nice. Not nice. But yeah, so Evolution Media, there you baby, go. that's how they, um, yeah, so delivering quality reality television. <laughs> the best. Decades. Um, wait, before we wrap up, can you, well, first of all, once again, thank you, Brian, for coming on. I know it's like weird to get oh God, blind. Thank you for having me. Of course, this is such a, ni- a nice time, and we got to talk gay shit. Thank God my sister wasn't here. <laughs> I don't just fag it out over here. Just a couple fags. Um, no, before we go, though, I want you to... Just plug your book a little bit more and your social medias and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So um, The Housewives, The Real Story Behind The Real Housewives, it's for sale on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Comes out May 25th. It's 400 pages. It's wonderful. It's all the answers you want, including who pays for the trips and what Andy Cohen oh, really does. And we're in that. I didn't realize that was in there. All that shit. Yeah. So we get like into it. I called like every restaurant that has ever been on the Real Housewives to be like, who pays for all this shit? How does this work, girl? (laughs) Oh my God, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be great. You can find me on all social media channels at Brian J. Moylan. And my grinder name is Mustache Rides. There you go, Mustache Rides. That's a great grinder name. Thank you. Thank you. So um, yeah. Well, I, I'm not on Grinder, so I can't I can't contribute to that. Why aren't you on Grinder? Because I'm in I, I I'm in a monogamous relationship. I'm boring like that. Oh, <laughs> How are you going to be on the gay the the gay the bachelor? It's a hypothetical. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, no, uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. Once again, follow the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod. Uh, and uh, everyone have a fabulous night or day whenever you're listening. Bye. Thank you.